everyone, welcome to another episode of Unplug with Annie. We're continuing the series of Purpose and today I have Ashton Cantu on the show. She is a certified transformational life coach, a certified leadership coach and speaker. And Ashton's mission is to help people thrive and she's committed to bringing positive energy, compassion and tenacity to serve a catalyst to the elevation of your life, relationships and performance. And I'm super kicked because I absolutely love her vibe and um, her spirit to just help people. And she's someone I've been following for a while. So I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Hey, Ashton, welcome to Unplug with Annie. Hey, love. I'm excited that we finally got to connect. You've just been such a great supporter of my work and I'm so grateful to be here with you, love. Yeah, it's so it's so good to have you on. And um, I absolutely love everything that you're about and everything that you represent. And just a little bit about, because obviously I have to kind of register what's been happening this year, but how has everything been out where you are? Um, what's the experience been like for you this, this year, considering we've been in a pandemic? I have um, been both extremely grateful and extremely blessed during this time. I was in a little bit of the rat race beforehand. I was working uh, as a full-time in-house coach for education, working with over 240 people, doing 12 trainings per week on top of my coaching practice. So, you know, just double, like burning the candle at both ends and then like even creating more for myself. So for me, the beginning of this put me at a pause and allowed me to take a pivot that I've been really wanting to do for a, at least a solid year in my business. So I, I cut ties with the um, in-house coaching contract that I had, and that freed up a lot of time um, and allowed me to really put my efforts and my energy into creating something from a space of inspiration rather than desperation. And uh, I just uh, have a, have taken on the, the time to slow down as just a real uh, blessing. You know, and although I missed the connection and I, I definitely miss doing my in-person trainings and things like that, I needed this. Uh, I needed this time. So for me, it's been, I've been very fortunate. Yeah, that, that, that's amazing. It's, it's great. I think gratitude is such an important thing to have. Um, so you are a transformational coach. And I often feel that talking to a lot of coaches, even in my previous series, it's, it's very evident that the, the need to coach, that desire to coach comes from a place where often we experience things in our lives, which, you know, really push us towards yeah. coaching and wanting to help people. So if you could share a little bit about that story, about your personal story with that. Sure. I am. For me, I lived a lot, most of my life, really from the age of 15 to really 25, I guess that's not most of my life, but it was at the time, right? It was a majority. I lived very upstream. I was living by what people would call the school of hard knocks and had a lot of self-sabotaging patterns that dealt with, you know, my own low self-esteem and my lack of confidence and um, just actually just mental health, you know, really struggling with anxiety and panic attacks and using any, any numbing agent possible, whether it be work or relationships or drugs or alcohol to try to escape the feelings of unworthiness or the feelings of anxiety. And, you know, I just, I noticed this pattern by the time I was 25, I really saw myself going like, cause I was always a high achiever and driven and I would, you know, go after things. And then I would get 
here and I would backslide or I would take two steps forward and I would end up taking 10 steps back. And I learned later on that these are called upper limits, that we hit like this capacity for the amount of fulfillment or happiness or success that we're, that we're capable of really feeling in that moment. And it's like, oh, this is almost too good, right? And I would sabotage it, not necessarily consciously, but somehow, some way, um, something would happen in my life that was pretty, it would be a catastrophic thing that would wake up most people like, you know, you know, being in an abusive relationship or having a trouble with the law or, you know, just having really toxic relationships with my, even my own family at certain points of time. And most people, those would, you know, shake them awake a little bit. But for me, it really wasn't because it wasn't like I was just making these decisions from a conscious place. I was truly struggling with my own internal self-worth and I didn't recognize that. So by the age of 25, I kind of just got sick and tired of my own stuff. I really got sick and tired of being sick and tired. I really got tired of feeling um, stuck and that I was lacking purpose and control. And I, um, I decided to ask for support. I, I went to, well, first I kind of stumbled upon my purpose through my pain, right? I started mentoring battered women and working with women who were in drug rehabilitation, both places that I had been in my life. And uh, I just, I fell in love with that. I fell in love with being able to serve women on that level. And I decided, okay, this is what I want to do. But I knew that I had a lot of work to do first. So I actually spent, I went to um, what's called Life Mastery Institute. And it was a two year transformational program where on the front end, you do a lot of the inner work. You actually have to go through the transformative process yourself first, mm-hmm. which I think is so powerful. And then they start to train you on coaching. So I, uh, I did a lot of inner work and started seeing results in my life. I started seeing my anxiety dissipate. I started cultivating healthier relationships with my parents and I was going after my dreams, right? And, you know, just seeing how I could start to make those shifts in my life, not perfectly, but progressively and seeing the impact that I was already having on the women that I was just voluntarily serving. I was like, okay, like this is where I need to be. Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. And you talk you talk a lot about like spirituality as well. I know you've mentioned this God confidence term and I can absolutely relate because faith for me has had a huge impact on my life personally. How has having those values for you or your personal spiritual journey kind of aided you through this process for your own transformation and also you helping transform other women? My faith is everything. It's, it, was, it was the catalyst for everything that I've done in my life. I really believe that I was called to this work and it happened so miraculously, the way that everything's transpired. Or I think my whole life has been this way. I think everybody's life is so miraculous and magical. We're just not always awake to these blessings that are readily available, right? They're, they're here right now. But when I started to wake up and I, I, my, my initial decision to surrender, right? And to, to really recognize that I was in a place in my life, a real rock bottom place in my life that I did not know how to figure things out, that I didn't know up from down. And I was actually um, very alone and didn't have a support system. So it was like, I didn't in that moment feel I had any choice but to say, okay, like I'm waving the white flag. God, I need help. I need support. And the moment I kind of took that, that, that need for my own control and my own need to figure it out and trying to do it by sure force and actually just leaning back, I got to create, I created space for God to move. 
And then I just saw it happening, you know, like, like I said, I started mentoring and then I found the program and then, you know, I ended up getting a promotion in, in my career where I was an educator. And then out of nowhere, I got a call to say, Hey, we want to interview and um, get you certified in leadership coaching for high performance. So here I am, you know, already studying and, and pursuing this path on my own. And then this opportunity came to, to serve as a stepping stone to where I am now. So I just started seeing God connect dots in my life. And it was that place of surrender and being willing to help that made me realize like, hey, I can't do this alone, which also um, helped me choose where I went to school for coaching. I, I was specific on the fact that I wanted to find a spiritual-based program. Now I identify as a Christian, but at the time I really felt underqualified as um, to go into ministry. And I do a lot of ministry-based stuff um, just voluntarily, but I just, you know, I was like, I don't have it all still figured out. I'm still a mess is the story that I was running off of at that time. So I kind of steered away from ministry and said, but I still know that I did not get here on my own. And I don't want to bring anybody a false belief as a coach that just by sure will or by our force or our own drive that we can get to where God is calling us to be, that there really is a greater hand at play here. There's, you know, there is divine purpose that is, that is supposed to live through us. So that the spirituality piece is, is a fundamental piece of, of what I bring to my work. Wow. Well, since you mentioned surrender, I mean, I just, I definitely have a question around surrender because I think uh, it, it's, it's so, it's so relevant actually. And, um, it's so much easier said than done. You know, people are like, what does that actually even mean? Um, I know you've even, you've even spoke about focusing on, on the needing to bend instead of breaking. Um, is there a certain point in your life, which you can talk about where, where you did, where you did resist that surrender and where it was really hard to let go of the outcome and and was there a specific thing which which kind of accelerated that switch for you yeah i can think of of two pretty profound areas like or moments that i when i released the control one was when i released the control of not knowing right what i was going to do i was on my way to being homeless. Like I didn't have a job. I, would, I had to leave a toxic relationship. I, I, I didn't have anything figured out. I was a mess. And that was a moment where, when I just said, I'm willing to be guided. You know, I, I, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, please, I'm willing to be guided. Show me my next steps that the steps are revealed. So that, that time was pretty easy because I didn't have another choice. But, you know, even in my career path, I've been in my business, I've had it, uh, I was doing it part-time for almost four years. And I was simultaneously doing the in-house coaching, the leadership coaching for high performance. And by about year two of that, that job, I already felt capped. I already felt like I was like living beneath my potential. And I remember feeling very suffocated by that, but also knowing that I wasn't fully ready to, I thought that I was ready internally, but I, I knew really consciously that I wasn't ready to take on a full-time business. I didn't know have business act like any business security, right? I just didn't, I didn't know anything like that. I was a great coach, very skilled, but inside I kind of felt like, why are you holding me back, God? Like, I'm ready. Like I was chomping at the bit to do the thing. And that was, I, I started to create some suffering in my life because I was in resistance to where I was, right? Mm. I was holding on to the attachment of my vision so hard. And I was living in such a future tense that I was failing to appreciate where I was. And I was in such resistance to where I was, I started to res resent where I was. 
And I realized that I was making myself miserable. So that was a, a moment where I had to say, okay, no, this is building a capacity in me. I need to release my need to be anywhere else besides where I am. I need to surrender to the present moment and really get grateful for this because this is my stepping stone. And if I can't appreciate this, why is God again? Why, why would he instill me with more? Why would he trust me with more? So that was one. And more recently, um, well, I guess a few, several months back, I, um, I got into a relationship and I had kind of started to not build a callus because my heart was open, but I definitely was more in my masculine state of protection of my, of what I had built in my, in this, in this baby that I've birthed, right? This, this beautiful mission. And I was having a hard time surrendering to the harmony of relationship and business and allowing him to lead. I had been leading myself for so many years and relying on my own abilities to provide for myself for so many years that when I had somebody come in that had the ability to lead me and that I could, that could lead me not only in, um, you know, a worldly sense, but lead me in a, in a spiritual sense as well. I was very resistant to that too. I, I noticed my, my guard kind of going up and it's like, no, I've got this, I've got this, I don't need this. And it was interesting because that's what I called in. That's what I prayed for. So it was kind of that moment again, where I was like, whoa, girl, <laughs> it surrender. Like, this is the gift. This is the blessing that you prayed for. And now you get to receive it. So surrendering and dropping into that receiving mode um, was a big shift for me too. Wow. I think you touched upon something really great, which is also allowing God and giving him the space to work, right? Even just, just to give us the things that we do pray for. And, and, and he often exceeds that as well. But if we don't give him the space, that's, um, yeah, that's really, I think, apt for a lot of people. Um, another thing I just wanted to touch upon is just that, because you mentioned like worldly plane to a certain degree, I, I just wanted to touch upon the idea of the fact that we're encouraged so much to tick certain boxes and obviously chase success and, you know, whatever that means to you, whether it's marriage and kids or, you know, you're ambitious and you just really want to get that dream job. Um, however, in, in that pursuit, it often leaves us feeling very empty and unfulfilled. And do you have any, any tips for, for those listening in as to how to really kind of just get more aligned with our core values of actually what what gives us happiness truly as opposed to you know the, the list that we have yeah well I think you you what you said is perfect right the, the first thing that we have to do I think one of the, the, the most important things that we can do in our life is get really clear on what our core values are Many of us are just chasing achievement for the sake of achievement. It's very prompt, like predominant in the American culture, just to achieve, just to achieve, right? And, um, you know, Tony Robbins says that success without fulfillment is the ultimate failure. So I think it's important to get clear on why you're doing what you're doing in the first place. Like, what is your driving force? And those core values are where you can connect your driving force. So for example, let's say somebody was, uh, had a dream of, of being wealthy, right? Well, that's cool, but why? Like, what is your reason? Is it so that you can contribute? That's a driving force. Is it so that you can have freedom? That's a driving force. But those driving forces are also core values, contribution, freedom, they're core values. So when we have those as the, as the forerunners of what we're doing in our life, we stay connected to the why, we stay connected to the purpose, and therefore we cultivate more fulfillment. 
But if we are just literally barking up the tree of the tree of achievement for the sake of saying we did it, when you get there, you're going to look back and be like, cool, now I have this, what do I do with it? Or what does this even mean to me? Right? So really uncovering what brings you the most joy and the most expansion in your life. And then actually aligning, like you said, aligning your life to that. So we often have like a vision or a goal, right? But if you, if you look holistically at just, let's say one week of your life. And if let's say your goal was to increase your revenue in your business, cool. But you also say that you value family. You say that you value fun. You say that you value health and wellness. And you look at your calendar and your calendar is just smushed and stacked with work, right? And you you look at the end of the week, you're on Sunday and, and you're like, oh my God, I feel drained. Uh, I don't feel fulfilled. My relationship is suffering. I'm gaining weight. Well, why is that? Well, when you look at your calendar and if you were to color code your calendar by the core values, you've got one on there, one value. It's just, it's just your work and your contribution. You're, you're literally in self-betrayal. You're in self-abandonment, right? So one thing that people can do to realign is A, define those core values and then make sure that there is some sort of harmony, not necessarily balance, but some sort of harmony on their calendar over a two week spread, right? So maybe it's one week, you know, I'm really heavy on my business and my relationship. And the next week I'm making sure that I'm having a little more fun because I didn't get that integrated here, but that matters to me. So I better see it on my calendar. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's so important. I think just, um, just checking in with ourselves and making sure that the things we want, the things we're speaking are aligned with our actions. I think for sure that's, that's super important. Just to, just to add on that, but to, to check in, yes, and reflect, but from that reflection point to intentionally build it in, yeah. right? Like oh, I've noticed, okay, well, I have not been making time for self-care this week. Okay, well, I say this matters to me. It's a core value. Self-love is a core value of mine. So how can I show myself that? And now on Monday, I'm doing this. And Tuesday, I'm doing that. So it's living a life with intention and design based on that reflection and then implementation from there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, now, you've also dealt with, like you've been through a lot yourself with, with trauma and abuse. I know you've spoken about it. Um, what, what did that healing journey look like for you? Because I know you mentioned that, you know, after something like that, you go through a lot of guilt and shame and that, that's all got to do with your internal feelings as well. But sometimes I just feel like our support systems are so crucial at that time because um, having been through, you know, like toxic relationships myself, I know that afterwards there's, there's a lot of projection of, of, you know, from other people where you do feel like you're the one to blame for what's happened. And I was just curious to know how that healing journey was for you and how you kind of experienced it and also just got through it. Okay. Yeah. So I think with, without blaming yourself, one of the first critical steps you have to take is taking radical responsibility for your life. You know, recognizing that whether you deserved the things that happened in the toxic relationship, you still chose to be there. Maybe you chose to be there from a lack of self-worth or worthiness. Maybe you chose to be there because you didn't have high enough standards, but you did choose it. And when you stop blaming people and situations for your current circumstances, you, own, you take your power back. And from there, you can start the healing process. So the first thing is radical responsibility. 
right? Radical responsibility for choosing to stay in a situation or being in the wrong place at the wrong time or whatever. And also radical responsibility for your healing. Okay, it's not my fault that these things happen. I'm not blaming myself, but I am going to take responsibility for, for being in that situation. And I'm also going to now be responsible for my healing, right? No longer allowing yourself to live in the victim mentality. Life is not happening to us. It's happening through us. And like I said, it could be something that, you know, you've taken on that you did, that you believed you deserved. And that's why you chose it. But either way, you tolerated it. Right. So for me, that was the first step is just accepting the fact that I had a hand in the things that I'd been through. Um, and, you know, that's a different story. Maybe when you're talking about childhood abuse and things like that, and still you're choosing to live in a victim standpoint or an empowered standpoint, you're choosing to either operate from the wound or from spirit. So it's the shift of, okay, I'm taking responsibility to move out of the wound into a more empowered state. And then from that state, you, you nailed it again. It's like, you have to get support. You really cannot see yourself. If you're the one in the frame, you cannot see yourself, right? So there are things that you are holding on to or that you're believing about yourself that simply aren't true. They're false narratives that you may not even recognize are literally running the story of your life, the script of your life. And for me, that was the case. I was, I was identifying as a failure, as a EFA, as someone who was always going to be this way. And in working through that with a coach, having somebody mirror back to me, some of these ineffective beliefs and ineffective patterns, that was pivotal. Because then I realized, wait, I just, these are just made up stories. These aren't even really true. Well, then what do I want to believe instead? So then it's like, okay, rewriting the story. Right. So one of the first things that I recognized I wanted to do in this healing journey was I, I didn't really love the person I saw in the mirror. So I stopped focusing and listening to the person that I saw in the mirror. I got really clear on who I wanted to be. And I started developing individual action steps and setting goals. Now, the individual action steps were part of that healing process. Self-love, deepening my sense of deserving, self-acceptance. Right? There are some things about you that you are not necessarily going to find beautiful or amazing but it is your responsibility it is your your honor to love and accept yourself no matter what nobody else is going to do it for you and we get that model from jesus we get that model from god about that unconditional self-love and self-acceptance as well as grace and mercy and forgiveness and that's the medicine i'm telling you forgiveness is the medicine right but part of that healing is actually going into the roots so so Part of this is the uncomfortable part of actually looking at your stuff. And sometimes it takes, once again, a coach or even maybe some sort of deeper therapy like hypnotherapy or EMDR therapy if you've got some deeper traumas to actually figure out that what, where does that unworthiness wound come from? Because that's really the core root of what everybody's, whatever's stopping anybody is just this feeling of not being enough, not being worthy, fear of being rejected, you know, or not accepted. But all that's a projection of how someone is feeling about themselves. Yeah. So it's, it's getting to the core root, no matter how uncomfortable it is when, it, when a trigger comes up or when you do something that feels or seems out of character for you, instead of, once again, blaming and putting your power outside of yourself, getting radically honest with yourself and looking in the mirror and be like, okay, what was that? Where does that actually come from? Why did I, why did I act that way? What is life trying to teach me? Where is my pain trying to push me? And it's about getting curious and observing what's happening, observing how you're showing up in your life. And from that space, I'd like to, to use the acronym, the compassionate empowered observer, you know, zooming out the way God would look at us with compassion, 
and observing the behavior. And then from that point of awareness, recognizing that any time that you're in that present moment and you have an awareness of how you're showing up, that you also have the power to choose differently. Mm. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's amazingly empowering for sure. And you touched upon something which I think is so interesting. You said forgiveness is medicine. And just another question, which I think something I've been thinking about recently is just the, the fact that, you know, the more spiritual you are, I think the more, you know, a lot of people have this perception that you forgive easily and therefore you forgive a lot of bad behavior as well. Or perhaps you tolerate it more because of your ability to forgive. Where is that line drawn? Because obviously be, forgiving people doesn't always require them to be in your life still, right? So I think that is something people forget. Um, what would you say about that? I would say um, to pair it with raising your standards and setting healthy boundaries. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, and it doesn't, you really don't need them present. It's not for them. Re re forgiveness removes a block in you to love's presence, right? When we are in, and it's, it's not just about them, it's about forgiving yourself. So when we're holding feelings like anger, guilt, shame, resentment, those are very low vibrational feelings. And really, as far as frequencies and energy and all that goes, you know, we really need to be a vibrational match to the life that we say we want. If we say we want love, we want a healthy, happy relationship, but we're living in guilt and shame, we're not on the level, we're not a vibrational match, right? So we have to clear that block so that we can elevate our frequency to become that which we say we want. So it's kind of like if you think about a clogged drain, you know, all that anger, resentment, it's like gunk in your heart. And the forgiveness is like that Drano that starts to clear it. And once you start to clear it, it removes the kink in the hose to abundance, you know, that's already here. So part of that, right, is just having that daily practice of, of letting it go. And we can walk through those in a minute. But, you know, to, to forgive and to not raise your standards is, is once again, kind of a little bit of self-betrayal. It's, yeah. it's that people pleasing. It's like, oh, I'll forgive you you know, but it's okay if you continue to abuse me or it's okay if, if I continue to settle for less than I deserve. No, you forgive them and love them from a distance if you have to. You forgive them and you raise their standards, your standards, and then they raise up to your standards. Or you forgive them and you set some hard boundaries and you don't let people push on your boundaries, right? You, you communicate them and you set them firmly with love, but you don't tolerate. You Once you recognize that, this is not an acceptable behavior for you, whether it's a non-negotiable non or a standard that you have or a boundary that you need. Once you recognize that, you need to love yourself enough to put those things in place while loving yourself enough to put forgiveness in place. Yeah, that's, that's great. Thanks so much for, for clarifying because I think that's super important and, and a lot of the times people do get confused about that. I'm talking a little bit about purpose because that's what this whole series is about. Um, so many people just get confused, you know, and, and even much later on in life are still pondering on this idea of, you know, what is my purpose? Um, and it seems like you found yours for sure. Um, what would that, what would that one question be, do you think for people to ask themselves when they're, when they're on this journey or they're contemplating what their purpose is? Um, which would which would kind of aid them? Is it just about finding what you love or finding what your passion is, or is there more to it than that? I believe that we don't need to find purpose. I believe that um, you just are. I believe that you are purpose simply by waking up this morning. 
right? It's who you be. It's the way you show up to your family. It's how you look at yourself in the mirror. It's the energy that you bring into a room. You are purpose. Every single day you're waking up, you're breathing. You are purpose. If you weren't, you wouldn't be here because you're here on purpose, right? So I think what people are really looking for isn't, isn't purpose because they already are. You're having an impact on somebody's life every single day, whether you like it or not. The question is what kind of impact are you wanting to make, right? Who are you wanting to be in this world and how do you want to show up, I think are the right questions to ask because once you recognize that you are already impacting, that you already are purpose, now you get to define the vehicle in which you want to deliver that. Mm-hmm. Your purpose is simply to be loved. That's it. To love people. That's what God said. He says, I will know that you are mine by the way that you love people. So love people, love yourself and love people. And how do you want to demonstrate that love? Well, what lights you up? What brings you the most expansion? What brings you the most joy? What brings you the most fulfillment? Right. And really going after that, like being okay with giving yourself permission to do something that brings you expansion and not worrying about what your friends or family are gonna think or say about it. Not worrying, worrying what your bank account says about it, right? This is, this is what fulfillment is about. And I think for everybody, what I found is it's contribution. Their purpose is contribution, but it's just once again, defining the vehicle in which lights you up the most, that feels most alive for you. And the cool thing about that is it can change. You're not locked in to, a pur- you are purpose. So you're not locked into doing one thing your whole life if that's not what fulfills you, right? I used to teach first grade. It was amazing. At that point in time in my life, that was my purpose. Actually, no, it wasn't, right? My purpose has been the same thing the whole time, to be a vessel for truth, to be loved, to, to, to teach and share something that we all have the ability and gifts to do. Now, whether that's through art or music or teaching or through business, or through driving cars and, and bringing excitement and entertainment and fun to the world. It doesn't matter. It's up to you to dig deep to figure out what your longings and your discontents are to bring you closer to the, the most expansion and aliveness that you can live in this life. Oh, yeah, that, that's incredible. I think I, I think you summed it up perfectly. But it, it's so interesting because I think even for me, much, much late or more recently, I would say, um, I feel like I came to that discovery that, you know, that your, our interests can change, but the, the essential purpose and the innate purpose never changes. It's just, you know, how we're serving people and that can be through anything. So I think that's really amazing. What can we look forward to essentially from you? What are you up to? Um, where can people find you if they want to work with you? I am, uh, currently running a confidence catalyst group for ladies. And one thing that you asked me earlier, I wanted to kind of circle back around to was uh, around the healing piece of community. I did not just do this with the support of a coach. I had sisterhood. And what I, what I saw that was so healing in sisterhood is that these girls, these women, they were my mirrors. And I recognized that the things that I had dealt with and the things that I was dealing with, that I wasn't actually alone. And it, it lessened the feeling of um, guilt and shame when I was able to be vulnerable and transparent about who I was. So something that I'm, I'm consciously creating now is, is community for ladies. And we have a Confidence Catalyst community and I'll be um, hosting it. I think I'm gonna do it probably once a quarter. 
uh, for the Confidence Catalyst group. This was my first beta run of it and it's been phenomenal. So we'll be closing that out in a couple weeks. And then I think what I'm gonna do next, this kind of came to me yesterday, was um, or is bringing in a little bit of an offer around just a kind of winning at life and work. You know, kind of what we talked about, like doing all the to-dos and checking and just almost really narrowing your focus down, like teaching people how to utilize their core values to align with their calendar, to actually align with their vision, you know, recognizing that if I keep doing what I'm doing today for the next three weeks or three months or five years, is that actually going to lead me to the life that I say I want to live? And helping them to find not necessarily balance, but that harmony. So really looking more towards maybe somebody who's already a higher achiever and feeling successful in their life, but is maybe lacking fulfillment or feeling a little bit overwhelmed and just getting them back into alignment. Okay, amazing. Well, that sounds amazing. Um, thank you so much, Ashton, for joining me on this and having this chat. It's, it's really wonderful. And I think it's really going to serve a lot of people. And I, I definitely feel like I can relate to so much of what you said. So thank you for coming and sharing. I appreciate you and I just love your line of questioning it's so deep and I think that like you said on a soul level hopefully this will resonate with people and help them to see kind of the, the bigger picture of why we're here well that was the end of another episode on unplug with Annie I hope you tune in next week when I talk to another exceptional guest as usual every Sunday we're continuing the series of purpose and I hope it's thoroughly thoroughly speaks to you it affects you I hope you're inspired to share the message with someone and I hope that you have already subscribed to the podcast if not please go to www.unplugannie.com and you can find all the podcast links as well as other links and articles which may be of interest to you you can also subscribe and receive the weekly email newsletter to your inbox and be part of the family in a more active way until next week.